2: This episode of Tags Live is sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TAGS, T-A-G-S. From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the right job hello welcome (laughs) to tags live this is our second week doing tags live talk about gay sex this is the third podcast in the tags podcast lineage here i'm joined by my lovely co-host handsome co-host sexy co-host cody maurice daggett how you doing i'm wonderful hello
3: everybody get vocal world
2: exactly exactly so this is our second week doing tags live we're really excited it's a really fun show we've got like different categories in this hour it really goes by fast it's a lot of fun it's our interactive show where we you can actually talk to us on the get vocal application get vocal.com forward slash channel forward slash tags live and that's really where you can actually talk to us and sometimes we have guests on here and we can read your comments in real time but we do welcome you if you're watching us on Facebook on our Facebook channel or our YouTube channel. Hey, we welcome anybody. We're not that picky <laughs> true in in all areas actually I would have.
1: <laughs>
2: um, it's been a crazy week um Cody and before we get started, I just how you how was your week been so far?
3: I was in philadelphia it was it was interesting. I will say that that's that's the theme for this week. It was interesting. I got to see some friends and family for the week. And it was cool. Well, I got to visit with people I hadn't seen in a really long time, so that's always a good thing. So
2: Absolutely. how was your week? It's been pretty good so far. Happy hump day here. Cheers to Woo-hoo. that. Absolutely. Yes. yes, exactly. Um. Yeah, actually I was thinking a little bit about it and I was, on the track today today's weather was really nice so mm-hmm. i took advantage of it it wasn't human here in new york city and i actually went running and i've been talking about it on tags podcast a little bit on the eye candy you see from the various people working out whether they're trainers that have their shirts off or fellow people like myself just working out and summertime in the city is super sexy super fun for first on my end. Just look, looking at all the, I know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm getting
3: flashbacks of, of seeing the guys run down the street. Even in New Jersey, uh, it's Philadelphia area where yeah. I was visiting. And even there, I was just like, look, turning my head in the car, like, okay, hey, how are you doing? You're looking real nice running down the street.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there was one funny thing. I was So I'm running today, and I saw these, you know, just goes to show you can't judge a book by its cover, and I see these two guys, one white guy, definitely older, running, and then this little guy, and he kind of had his arm around him, or, and the the shorter one was, and I thought, mm-hmm, yep, daddy. Mm-hmm. Daddy and son <laughs> going out on a jog. And I was just amused by the whole because one was clearly so much taller than the other one and as i got closer i finished my run and i was i would look looking at them i realized, oh my gosh be careful on how you look at people i think it really was an actual father and an actual young son
3: oh my gosh that is not where i thought that story was still the
2: the same daddy son However, in our world, it has a whole different connotation and a yeah, whole sure different does. meaning. And yeah, I was like, okay, wrong one. But yeah, so still, still daddy and son. Just, yeah, I wasn't about to, I, got, I had to check myself there a little bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Too funny. Well, um, Yes, we are live everywhere. I'm just double checking that we are live on at least our Facebook page. And it looks like you can play it there, which is very cool. We'll try and check back there if you're giving us any comments. This is an interactive show. So if you happen to be on the Get Vocal application, you can ask us questions. A little bit later on this show, we're actually going to be reading some questions or stories that some of you have actually relayed to us that we're going to answer or weigh in on. And there's some good ones this week, right, Cody?
3: Oh, yeah. I can't wait. That's going to get real juicy then.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, our first hot topic on our first segment, we're going to dissect this hot gay sex topic. And it happens to do with Representative Brian K. Sims. He's a Philadelphia state rep who's openly gay. I think he's actually the first openly gay state legislator uh in the state of philadelphia which is really kind of cool he uh recently was called out uh for posting something on his social media Twitter? i think it was okay. yeah yeah the story that we got was out of queer Tea. brian sims bemoans gay dating culture And they write, and we totally get it, man. They go on to say, "Um, do you think dating sucks? Well, try doing it when you're a super busy state lawmaker and arguably one of the highest profile LGBTQ elected officials in the country who is constantly fending off homophobic attacks by the Republicans while fighting for equality and looking cute while doing so. And I would admit he is very handsome. Wouldn't you agree, Cody?
3: He's he's very handsome. I I can't deny that. Yes.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Look him up, Uh, Brian, (laughs) Brian Sims. Well, apparently what happened here is in a dejected Facebook post shared yesterday, he, Brian Sims, wrote, quote, dating, dating. Trying to find love during a global pandemic is pretty complicated most days. Yeah, I want to go to movies and restaurants again, too. But talk to me about holding hands, weekend adventures, and meeting my dog. Um, I think... Yeah, exactly. Which is very sweet, I think. And I think we can all relate to it. The whole dating in this pandemic and... I don't know, let's start with you, Cody, because you actually were dating somebody pre-pandemic. You talked about it a lot on our other live show, Sex with Stevie. And at, just as the pandemic was getting lo- on lockdown, is you kept the relationship going on for a little bit. Can you just share yeah. a little bit on, on how, because not a lot of people have that story.
3: Yeah, so um, we started dating pre um Quarantined and everything was going well. We had been on, I think, two or three dates. And we really liked each Well, I really liked him. I assumed that he really liked me. <laughs> you never know nowadays. But um, we continued to chat and we weren't taking things too, too seriously as far as like, he wasn't my boyfriend. He wasn't, you know, I wasn't necessarily blocking all, all, um any suitors that were trying to come uh, my way. Uh, yeah, yeah, Exactly. I was still on apps. And- well, you and I would hang
2: out and we would go to some fun places here in New York when you were yeah. dating this guy. So it wasn't totally yeah. off limits. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean,
3: I'm, I wasn't a, a nun by any means. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> far from it. Laura priest. Okay, Nora- <laughs> 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 yeah. So we continued to chat and then things ran its course. It, it just fizzled out when, um, when all of the things with George Floyd started to come to a head. So that's when it was kind of just about.
2: Absolutely. And I think what's really interesting is, in your case, you went from pre-pandemic, seeing Mm -hmm. this guy freely, whenever you wanted to see him, not being worried about the quarantine. And I would imagine, in some ways, the quarantine affected how your relationship went. I mean, it could have still ended up in the same um, Storyline, in other words, that it maybe seeing each other, but you have to wonder that the the quarantine had a lot to do with the fact that it didn't work for you guys, correct?
3: Yeah, I think that it 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 reached its resolution faster, so I think that that it like you're in a pressure cooker basically, and so all the things that don't work with your relationship are kind of put on front street, and I think that's what. That's what the quarantine did for our relationship. Like, I don't want I don't want to go too much into what actually happened between he and I, but like,
2: <laughs> we heard a lot about. it, Yeah, right. I hear you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, yeah, it just it just showed me a lot of things that maybe like I we we weren't that compatible. He's not a, a bad person. Um, he's super five. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's all.
2: I mean, I can relate to Representative Brian K. Sims a little bit in that I was single pre-pandemic. I was out having fun with you and mm-hmm. just in a, as a normal single guy living in a gay city like myself was doing and perfectly happy. However, when the pandemic hit, I took those first months. I think I talked about it on the other shows. I had COVID. So I was really sick those first few weeks in March and then didn't see anybody for, yeah. I don't know. I think the first person that I really hung out with outside of like my door men here in the building was not until the end of May or early June, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I could f- feel for his longing to want to hold somebody's hand and have someone and have that kind of romantic thing going on and a pandemic doesn't help out matters and it's interesting because i thought i was just going to go on that way and i had a story to share a little bit recently of a guy that i actually did meet and we were yeah we were i met him this summer it lasted about six weeks. He lived in my building, of all places.
3: Ooh. Isn't that good?
2: On my floor, of all places. It gets wow. juicier by the second. Yeah.
3: Okay. So did you go over and borrow some sugar? Is that what happened?
2: <laughs> some lube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was interesting because I had seen this guy before and always thought he was attractive and it seemed like in the past, the few times I had seen him in the elevator, because we would get up at the same floor that he was flirty, but I always, mm-hmm. and in fact, I told him, I just assumed he had a boyfriend. And I think what was interesting in my situation, and I'm really, ultimately we've decided to move on and it's didn't work out and no made hard feelings or anything like that at all. And mm-hmm. which is the good thing because I have to, I see him in this building. So On this floor, not all the time, but (laughs) like on our rooftop. But it, he really came at the right time because that companionship that Brian is talking about, just more so than just a friend. We, in the six weeks or however long that we hung out. It, I got that romantic thing that I wanted. We cooked. We went to, we lied out in various parks here in New York City. We had a couple sleepovers where we had sleepovers, where nice, romantic. We definitely had the sex, which was good too.
3: Hey, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And we also had, and I also felt like for this period, I had kind of a companion that was really. Really needed at this time that was more than that was an intimate companion, yeah. somebody that you know you're texting with, hey, how's your day going? And in this case, it was really kind of cool. We weren't going over to each other's place borrowing sugar, but we <laughs> would text each other. One of us might text each other, hey, I'm gonna do this. Can I stop over real quick and give you a kiss? Or, that kind of, yeah, and so I have That's to say. Cute you know be careful what you wish for brian k sims because sometimes things do come for a reason a season and a time for pleasing hey. and hey. yeah and the and a, this person really which it was really convenient too because i didn't have to get on the train to go far off to see this person um and yeah it was really like perfect for the time again it ultimately didn't work out and we're not enemies by any means it just we're, we're looking for different things but for the and thank god because feelings weren't so invested it was that mm-hmm. that five six week period where you like the person enough and you really are enjoying the time i hadn't had a chance to really think beyond that so yeah, yeah go
3: ahead I was gonna say, and plus like with the quarantine, you didn't feel like your emotions were intensified kind of sort of? Was it that's not, cause I personally, I started to like, I don't know, maybe it was because I wasn't seeing that many people, I started to like really form a bond with, that, with um, the person.
2: Yeah, it's hard to say. I think I really kept it, I definitely was in need of not only physical contact, emotional contact, intimate contact that yeah. this person definitely provided. But I also treated it like a new thing. I think he had even said early on, Ooh, this might not be a good idea living in the same building." And I said, you know, you, that's one way of looking at it. I'm sort of a half glass full type of a person, a very positive mm-hmm. person. And in my mind, I thought we're both adults We're not in love with each other. We're simply enjoying each other's time. And Mm -hmm. for me, I looked at it like I would be dating anybody else new that I really liked. And I kept it in perspective, I think. The only thing that... And the thing about the close proximity, I actually thought it was a really convenient, good thing because... I didn't want, have to get on a train. I didn't have to get in an Uber or a taxi cab. It was really convenient. And and like I said, it's worked out that, you know, there is no, fortunately, no hard feelings or anything weird yeah. like that. And so I think it could get dicey if perhaps maybe if we had kept it going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What were you going to say?
3: I was going to say maybe that's kind of where I went. Well, not want wrong but like maybe that i'm doing the things that i would normally do in a relationship anyway like i'm the type of person that jumps the gun when it comes to relationships and like yeah. i'm planning the wedding before you even really get to know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is like, like, my dress gonna be that's, that's how
2: it's <laughs> I totally know what you mean. Yeah, I've definitely been there for sure. And yeah, it can be a whole thing. Um, You know, let us know. This is an interactive show. And if you write comments and get vocal, we'll try to go to the Facebook page too and see, have you had a relationship? How's your relationship been? Have you been yearning for one? Like, Brian Sims had. He got a little bit of flack, though, for being, oh, woe is me. Did you read the comment section?
3: So the comment is where it goes down.
2: (laughs) People just to get people a little bit of understanding of what we're talking about is people were a little bit, you know how people are in the comment section. They were writing, woe is me. Oh, another good looking white man that is also, uh, you know, a politician. And is and we should feel sorry for him, and he could yeah. easily find somebody. But it really, I, I don't, I don't think that's fair. Actually, How, what did you think and about some of the comments?
3: I don't think that's where he was coming from. Like, okay, yeah. my initi- reading it initially, I was like, this man should have zero problems when it comes to finding a date, and I was like, dude, really? Check check yourself. And then somebody would say I that said, I want
2: to stop you there, Cody, because a lot of people would tell you the same things. And
3: that and that's what I realized when I was as I was reading the article, and I was like, a lot of the things that he's mentioning, I probably go through myself. And that's when I started to feel empathy for him. And because dating is not easy, it's 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 when you try to find connect with somebody is not easy. And when you emotionally invest yourself with somebody, it's not it's not an easy thing to find somebody that you really connect with on on that type of level. And I think that's what he was trying to get at in the article. So I definitely empathize with.
2: And what I would add to that, when you are a political figure, a a somewhat famous person like he is, I think when you put up something like that on social media, I think he took it down. I'm not sure what that word means when you read. They didn't say retracted, but a sense... Mm -hmm. They didn't say delete it either. I'm not sure if he kept it up or not. But regardless, I think when you are a political figure of any way, shape or form in our community or others, when you put up comments like that about your vulnerabilities, and we're going to talk about vulnerability in just a second oh, in our next nice segment, segue. Nice segue, yeah. <laughs> that I think that you, you know, people are going to come for you because you're essentially saying, oh, I don't have this, and and people are gonna, I'm sure he also got a lot of people on his actual post that I would date you, Brian, you know. <laughs> but, if, but you have to know that your public commentary as a public figure is gonna be grabbed like a queer tea or other social media types, and they're going to kind of come for you a little bit. Now, I was sharing my story, but it's based on our live podcast here, And it's related to his story. I didn't go on my social media and say, oh, darn it, this relationship thing or this thing that I tried dating thing didn't work and then expect nobody to come out for me because I think they would.
3: Yeah, I I agree with you. I I don't do I do the same thing. I mean, on here, I'll come out and I'll say, oh, I wish I had a date right now. I wish I had somebody to hug at night, da, 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 da. But like i'm not going on social media and saying and putting that out there on the street it's just mostly pictures of me with my shirt off so <laughs> <laughs> there's pictures of
2: that and i love it just had a great weekend and enjoyed some of the sun in the last days of summer here and as i was walking out before i was headed to lie out at the chelsea piers here in my hometown new york I noticed if I'm going to wear that Speedo, I need to trim that junk. And thank goodness to the premium Lawnmower 3.0 by Manscaped. The Manscaped engineering team just perfected this greatest ball hair trimmer ever. And I looked really good if i have to say so myself in my speedo you can get this trimmer inside their perfect package 3.0 which also includes the manscaped crop preserver ball deodorant and the crop reviver ball toning spray both super practical and they smell great too You need to try this out for yourself. You know, you can get 20% off plus free shipping. When you use our promo code tags, T a G S at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, Well, (laughs) we've got to move on to our, our series. It's part two of our series called vulnerable voices and Amelia. Oh, just to read a comment on our tags. Hi, Amelia. Thanks for tuning in. Um, great to see you there on our on our first part of vulnerable voices we wanted to talk a little bit about the vulnerability that a lot of us gay men or lgbtq people feel when you first meet somebody on that first date or a first hookup sexual hookup and there is a lot of them we broke it down and you can watch last week's totally this week we wanted to take it a next step further. And we wanted to talk a little bit more about vulnerability when you're kind of already in the relationship or somebody you are dating. And let's just start first off, let's go right there with uh, body image because that's such a biggie that so many of us feel, uh, whether you're in a relationship looking for one, it just comes up for particularly a lot for us gay men. Why do you think that is Cody?
3: Um, unrealistic, uh, body image ideals that are, are placed on us as a society uh, as a whole, like women get it, I think the most, but then like as gay men, we get it a lot too. Um, (laughs) it's just out there in the media and, and like, that's, That's what the ideal and the pinnacle of of masculinity is, is to be to have all these muscles and to 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 have a six pack, which in quarantine I don't have a six pack. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well that brings up an
2: interesting topic because what's it called? The COVID fifteen where Yeah, yeah, and I think everyone's I I, I definitely gained some weight. (laughs) You know, I've been back at it this summer, but there was a period there where I was like, Oh, child, if you continue this, and I think it's just You know, I get, but what I did do is I gave myself a break and didn't beat myself up because I just think what we've all gone through and and varying varying degrees has been traumatic and still is for a lot of people. And so, with that, yeah, we're going to eat a little bit more, and it's comforting for a lot of us. So instead of beating ourselves up, you, you know, maybe be a little kinder to yourself.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um I totally agree with that. Even though I'm, there's still a part of me in the back of my mind that say, okay, you got to do something to lose that weight, but I think it's cuz I've been inundated with like uh those body ideals for the for the larger part of my my youth and and growing up and and even now. I even in comic books. Like I read comic books a lot. That's the body idea is like the, the masculine, strong, muscly man. And yeah, but I love all body types. I think all body types are beautiful. So why can't I have that sort of give myself that um, that leeway too, to love my yeah. body?
2: yeah i think and it's a it's a it's a weird interesting line that we all go through with body image because you can feel good one day but you can walk by a mirror a next moment and be like oh ooh. you know i just think we're so plagued by body image and then in talking to just to bring up the guy that i was dating you know mm-hmm. he was working on his body and i of course was working on my body but we talked a lot about our bodies on the various aspects that we were wanting to work on i think the good vulnerable thing about that date dating situation that i had is that we were both open about areas that we wanted to work on ourselves with and but he i remember he mentioned one thing that was kind of funny he said to me you know you could have like a big
0: baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season step into the batter's box for bet mgm swing for the fences free to play game pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing if you get a single
2: and that actually is the only thing that would really matter for for a guy you're trying to pick up in a sexual situation yet you're worried and they might not even worry about that extra roll yeah. around your stomach yet it could bother you and you can be working so hard to get that off and then in the irony I think he was trying to allude to was all they really cared about was the big dick and i agree with that but the thing is you have to feel good about yourself at the end of the day and the other thing is then maybe yeah maybe someone is interested in that big dick but for sex not necessarily for dating and yeah a lot of i've been with people that to get off with that yeah i mean I could get off with them, but I don't know that I really liked them or yeah. was really even attracted to them when I thought about it. You know what I'm saying?
3: I know what you're saying. Like, I get that whole it's with sex, it's like a mind body type thing that goes on. It's a connection that you have to have between your mind and your body. Like in order to be aroused, you have to not only be ple- for me specifically. I not only be pleased with what my partner looks like, I I don't know, it kind of gives me a like a little rise, literally. <laughs> <laughs> <I love it. laughs> to, think, to think that people are actually um enticed and 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 attracted to my body as well. So I, I totally get that.
2: Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would I just come back to is it's good to have goals. And like you, you've mentioned you've always been a fan of comic books. I mean, I think those are healthy goals. I was a gymnast. So there's always as as from a little kid and the body always came naturally at an early age. I have to work a lot harder at it now, but it did get me to have goals. And I, mm-hmm. I had a trainer for a while that I still keep in contact with. And he's gives a lot of motivation, certainly running around the track here, seeing other like, but I'm also looking at bodies from a motivational standpoint. I think it's a good yeah. thing. Working out does bring a lot of um, induce a lot of good endorphins in our minds, which we could yeah. all use. So it just again, it comes back to balance and and having a healthy dose of that, and also being kind to yourself when exactly. if you don't, that yeah. 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 Just being kind to yourself. And it's like yoga. I was trying to do all these poses and my yoga guy that I have this uh, um, annual thing that I watch online, he's said, you know, one day yoga is all about one day you can do this, the next day you can't. It's Be Be kind to yourself. And you've just uh, gotta take in the moment and it's not about a, it's not a competition. So but if yeah. you can't do something one day, well, you there's always the next. And so you can keep working on it. So Exactly. Read yeah. higher and
3: higher every day.
2: Exactly. Um well, speaking of and with sex too, I think even when you're mm-hmm. dating somebody, did you have any sort of vulnerabilities with the guy that you were dating
3: (laughs) we didn't didn't even have sex ever ever. which is really like strange to me that we were talking for so long and we we didn't have sex but you know what i was on my way back from uh new jersey and something on the way back kind of clicked with me it's funny that you you say vulnerabilities and sex because one time there was one time I hooked up with a guy, right? And I was gonna to top. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna do this thing. And we were in it and we were um we were getting to that point and we pulled down his the pants and his dick was bigger than mine. Oh wow. I know. But, it just, you, but you know, that's just called a big
2: dick bottom.
3: I know. <laughs> I was young, and I felt... It just made me feel insecure. So, he, he, he didn't care. He, he, didn't he care. did not care. He, yeah.
2: Listen, he for all Big Dick Bottoms, they don't care. They, when they <laughs> want to get the top, and, most,
3: and There's
2: a lot of guys that like a Big Dick Bottom. They think it's really hot. Yeah. Or they don't care. There's a lot of guys that don't like it, too. But, yeah, I mean... Was that recently, or that was a long time no, ago? No,
3: it was a while ago. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how. I was probably like 32, something like that. So I was younger than I am now. Oh, a year ago, so, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. I guess... <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Uh, or, or, <laughs> well, okay, but here,
2: here's a question for you. If you, same situation, met uh-huh. someone online uh-huh. that was so hot and you were going to head over there to go and you decided ahead of time, Ooh, yep, I'm going to top you and this and that and you got there, same situation, yeah. if you pulled his pants down and he had a huge donkey dick as a bottom, would you say
3: <laughs> <today laughs> you not? Okay, I might have a little bit to get over, but yes, what does the ant look like? It's what, is what it basically does, what it comes down to. <laughs> if everything else was checked, yeah. Okay. If it had a nice plump uh, butt, then I'm good to go. We're, let's go. <laughs> have, okay. you, have you ever had anything with vulnerability in sex, anything like that?
2: Well, I've talked a little bit about it before in as being a primarily a bottom, yes, mm-hmm. and because at, you're not always ready um, mm. as a bottom at every and even in this guy that I was dating, be, I think the one thing about the convenience factor that he was just down the hall, it mm. always seemed like. You know, hey, do you want to come over after like we do our live Thursday show? Do you want to come over after that? And you know, I have to unwind after I do our show, and I need a glass of wine. And okay, I'm drinking all through the show, but regardless, uh, I'm not not prepared (laughs) in that area necessarily, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know.
3: On (laughs) a whim,
2: (laughs) so my vulnerabilities (laughs) come with that. That. And I think that's what got me a little bit. had I had a little bit of anxiety at times because of the idea. I think sometimes tops think that, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you, there's always help out there for a top. You can take like our former um, sponsor, Blue Chew, and you're You're, hard. Oh, yeah. you're good to go. You're a quick shower, and you're good to go. But as a bottom, you know, you're eating the right diet, and you're trying to be clean, like Dr. Goldstein, who's been on our show out properly and it's that it causes me a little bit of anxiety and as you mm-hmm. ask the question vulnerability at times because you're just not always ready on a on a whim like that and so yeah i would agree um teddy alex rodriguez alexis rodriguez uh, Cody is so cute. Oh, <laughs> oh I thank
3: you, Teddy. <laughs> you, I've been
2: there for Teddy and say thank you. And that do you see the comment section? Well, I, I see it cover? now. <laughs> I know, Teddy. So we only hear him on Thursdays, and a lot of people don't know realize how cute. Cody really is. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay.
3: And the the representative have a little bit in common.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, join in our conversation. We're moving on to our... um, So we just... We did Vulnerable Voices, correct? Mm -hmm. And we are moving on to Say What? This is the segment where you get to ask us questions. So if, Teddy, you have a question you want to ask us, but we have some questions that people have written in for us that we're going to start with, but feel free to ask us or have us give you sex advice. I'm just pulling up our questions here with people. So, okay. So there was a recent guy on Instagram that DM'd me and I won't read his name because I don't want to totally out him, but he said, yes, he said that he's a fan of the show. And he's writing because I've been thinking of supplementing my full-time job with an OnlyFans account, but there's Mm -hmm. definitely no limit to dudes doing stuff online, and I'd rather not go through the risks for little benefit. Do you know anyone willing to provide a consult or even someone with a production company, etc.? He says it's somewhat of a weird ask, but you guys are always chatting about OnlyFans and nothing is lost from asking. Well, thank you. I think you know who you are uh, for asking that question and not a weird question at all. I think if anything in this pandemic time period we've had to get creative but if you are out of work the unemployment level is crazy and i've talked to so many people that in various fields from porn stars that have gravitated over to only fans accounts i have i've belonged to a few different only fans i have some subscriptions and oh really? I have a couple. I'll share with you later. Um, we okay. Have a, I have a <laughs> friend that we've had on our show, Greg McKeon. I, I don't have my own OnlyFans. I'm no, no, no. Sorry, yeah, okay, okay. I got. I got it, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah. Saying, oh, wait, I hope he knows what I doing. <laughs> Um, we've had Greg McKeon on our show, who is, to me, one of the masters of how to do do it right when it comes to OnlyFans. And one of the things he does that he's talked about, he he's so funny. He, I think it's Greg McKeon. Look him up. I will post his on our TagsPodcast.com. He says, you know, I'm not the best looking guy. I would argue with that. He is very sexy and hot. He's so cute. Yeah, but he was saying he's like there's a lot of other good-looking guys that have OnlyFans that don't do as well. He's a master publicity machine. In other words, he puts Mm -hmm. out content all the time, and I think that is the key. He's not afraid to put out a lot of content. He does one thing, and here's a tip for you to our listener, is he actually offers on OnlyFans the uh, a paid subscription and then sort of like a premium subscription, but he has a mm. but he has a free version of it. So, Cody, you got to get on there. Oh, okay. Totally, a hundred percent free. You get to get and he and a lot of the free content on there is him <laughs> doing it and getting it done to him. It's really, really hot stuff. It's For like.
3: Free? For I free. So, it's, so
2: he <laughs> almost builds the model from Twitter where a lot of people give a lot of interesting content and teases yeah. you with it. Then there's the OnlyFans, which you have to sign up for, but it's free. And he gives you the next level up of hot, really hot, sexy content. Then and you can also, go to paid and then his premium. So I think it's really brilliant, but real quick, and then I want to hear from you, is that his okay. main thing is is that you've got to find he has a boyfriend that he produces a lot of content with and often his who is really adorable who also has his own only fans page wow. his boyfriend he told the story doesn't always want to feel isn't in the mood to produce new content and he's always mm-hmm. like now yeah, what Gray is like, you know what? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Let's do it. We, you, you have to keep it going to keep your fans and what your fan and be really intuitive and listen to what your fans may want from you because this isn't straight ahead porn. It's content created for your fans, so your fans will offer you information and insight to what they want to see. What were you going to say, Cody?
3: I was going to say it's really smart of him to not to have like a free level because like those uh, you can send people tips as well. So maybe he gets some of him giving away the free subscriptions he gets back in tips too. So yeah, it's it's really smart.
2: Exactly. And I think it's a really great supplemental way. I think you have to, the other thing I would uh, say, and I'm really drawing from all the different people we've had, uh dante cole on our show who has an only fans page i have, we have so many people on our show and that's why i feel like i could speak to it is mm-hmm. that you have to really be comfortable in front of the camera mm-hmm. and so you know i've thought back in the day back in the day when i was <laughs> <laughs> to me, go-go dancing and stripping was one thing but actually performing sex i couldn't do there's just yeah. i don't know could you do it cody
3: uh, I told a story on the Thursday night show where um, I guess I, somebody I was going to hook up with FaceTime, his boyfriend, and I just could not get it up. So I don't think I can do it. You have to be—it's
2: a uh, certain like
3: in, yeah, comfortable in front of the camera doing that type of thing.
2: And, and the other thing and, I would say, Cody, is that you and I were talking on the phone last night, and we mm-hmm. both agreed that what makes only fans interesting for so many of us is sort of the amateur quality so yeah. in other, so in other words we can all watch a studio driven porn scene that is high gloss and well produced with perfectly lit actors <laughs> and that's all fine and dandy Indeed. i think what makes a, a really good OnlyFans is its amateur quality and yeah. You I agree, agree with you.
3: Yeah. I agree with you. It's a relatability and a, a realistic type sex. Yeah. That, um, that that that's portrayed in the OnlyFans that is relatable, and I feel like I could be having that kind of sex. I feel like I could be involved in that kind of sex if I if I was to walk into the room. I'm like, oh, okay, they want me to join. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just hop right in on there. So yeah, I think OnlyFans that's the allure for me as far as OnlyFans is concerned, and yeah if trust me if i if i wasn't because i'm i'm p-shy even as it is like if i could <laughs> if i could get on camera and do it then i'm yeah i'd probably be doing it right now
2: do you, do you think that i think it's important in finalizing this question before we move on to another question is i think you maybe have to have somewhat of a niche to or find what and whatever that is, it's just, well, maybe it's just being the adorable, cute self that you think you are. It probably will translate, but you have to, whatever that is. You have to be able to find enough content to continuously come out with new content. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different fetishes out there. There's mm-hmm. um, there's a one that I follow that he's like a foot dom and really sexy and.
3: But I have beauty. a story about that later.
2: Okay. Well, well
3: yeah. So you, are,
2: you have, to, if you have something like that that you know people are going to like, then it's variations of that. And so, I I don't know. Um, I think this person I, should I, really try.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. Just find your niche and who you will appeal to, to, and just be realistic about the initial stages of it. Like. You're not going to start off with a hundred thousand or a million followers in the in the first day or first week. So yeah, go for it. You never know what can happen. There's something out there for everybody.
2: Well, we had another person write into us who I'll just read the story. It was something that I hadn't heard of, and I don't think you have either. But we've since looked it up. I'll read it for you. So, so the person, <laughs> the person wrote into us. So I hooked up with a guy years ago here in D.C. This person lives in D.C. And we're both tops. Okay. Um, But we were fine with trading oral. So after making out and sucking on each other, he made me come from a blowjob. And I asked him how he would like me to make him come. Oh, that's nice of you. Really reciprocal. He asked me to stand on. Okay. So here's the clincher. He asked me to stand on his stomach. He writes, I'm open-minded, so I did. He started jerking off and came in about a minute. We chatted, wow. we chatted while naked after, and then he asked if I could stand on him one more time before I go. I said, sure. And this time he came in about 10 seconds. He writes, I've never heard anyone... But this guy, I have this fetish, but I've learned it's called smothering, I think. Thanks for reading. And he writes, Tag's podcast is awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Yay. You know, it's interesting at looking, a lot of things came up. Uh, I know you and I were both, one hadn't heard of smothering, but I also yeah. looked up another thing that it could be called trampling, which is another thing, and... It also, when I woke up this morning, got me thinking there was a news story on New York One about chokehold law. And it got me thinking about that Mm. and about a petition that the mayor last month, he's banning the use of chokeholds by police officers, which so it's kind of relevant because of what it does to the compressing the diaphragm, kneeling on somebody, obviously standing on someone's chest or back that now that's Mm -hmm. chest. Or back that can really compress someone's diaphragm. This is somebody's stomach. Um, I don't know. What were your first thoughts when you first read about this or heard about this?
3: So when you just read it right now, I must have missed the part yesterday about uh, the he made the guy come in less than a minute. I was like, I was taken aback. I was like, I I don't know if I've I've never made anyone come in under a minute. (laughs) Like. I Goal. have uh, good, good for you. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. anyway, good. another time, another story, <laughs> another, another podcast. Yeah, another <laughs> podcast. Another podcast. Okay, but, um, so yeah, I've read about it, and when I read about it on Kinkley because you sent me the link, and I was already reading Kinkley, and. um I was I started reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, I might be a smotherer. <laughs> yeah, yeah because I like to um but then I realized upon reading it more and more that I'm not really a smotherer. I like to um kind of put my hands around their neck a little bit, like not really choking them, but kind of kind of like that that you know, that motion. Um So like an edging type thing, like a little, a little bit of light choking. Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But then I went and looked up what choking was and I think that uh, kink kinkshamed me because (laughs) they were like, you shouldn't do this by yourself. This is not, it's not a safe practice to do. So you brought up something that is topical, like because, like you said, it's not something they're going to outlaw with the police. And, yeah. like, you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that um, by yourself, at least. Because you should do it with somebody that knows CPR as well.
2: Well, exactly. And the other thing I would say is when it's cutting off circulation on any way, shape, or mm-hmm. form, that is apparently, in looking up um, what I looked up, is part of the attraction and what makes somebody come is that Quick moment when you cut off the circulation—that is that mm-hmm. euphoria. I mean, we've all heard stories. I forget what it's called, but when people kind of asphyxiate themselves,
3: yeah, um, self affixation. They said it's yeah. very dangerous. Should, yeah, and people have not a um, yeah, Exactly.
2: Then I've, I've, you know, I had a friend that he's a, I guess a, say masochist, S and M. Mm-hmm. Tom, and he he once brought me to a place here in New York and c- had me watch and it was this room. It was several rooms that he could bring his client to and they were, you know, all, a dungeon and all kinds of different rooms. Well, one of them was a doctor's office. And he oh, would, really, yeah, like it looked like you were an actual lab, a doctor's office lab. And it was really fun because we all have fantasies about that, or a lot of us do. But one of the things they had in this doctor's office that they were gonna have me try for a second, he and his friend, where you slide into this rubber latex zippered pouch, almost like a body bag, and the oh. idea And then there's but there's like a little opening for a straw. And this is a whole big thing in the fetish world, and I'm it's a real thing. And a lot of people They started to zipper me up, and then this contraption actually has like a a pipe that sucks out all of the air inside, so all of the. your body, yeah, and they leave a little opening, like with the straw, so you can breathe. But I decided, okay, no, I don't literally because I have already issues with, um, like
3: tight spaces.
2: Yeah. And so that would not be one that would work for me. So that it brought up that. But then there's a lot of people in reading a lot of the stories that having weight on you Mm -hmm. is like there's even a commercial right now for a blanket that is weighted. And the idea being that people like feel comforted when there's something weighted on top of you yeah and, my mom and has that, a weighted
3: blanket okay yeah <laughs> i mean i can feel i
2: i understand that comfort level so maybe there was a little bit of that in reading a few more stories somebody wanted to ask well did the person s- stand on the guy's stomach like barefooted because a lot of people like the bare mm-hmm. feet if they're into feet and that feeling yeah. or a combination of the weight and the feet or there's even a fetish of people that l- want to feel like a little bit of the dom sub role of what it would be like to be the rug Stiletto. like just a rug oh. kind of that feeling of like I want to be the rug on, on that person who's standing on top of me there's a lot of levels of these fetishes that there's I'm not based sure on oh, yeah. what we read I really I'm maybe he needs to go back and really ask and do another sitting with this guy standing so we can really find out what level is this guy at? I'm fascinated with it. Aren't you?
3: Yeah, it's intriguing. Definitely. And it's funny that you bring up like, um, the foot fetish thing because on my way to Philadelphia, I got asked to be a footmaster and I was like, does it include a pedicure because <laughs> I, I'll do it.
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. Meaning you would, you would be the dom, but you wanted, you needed to have your pedicure done.
3: No, no, no. I would be the dom and he would be the foot. Oh. So oh, I am down. It. Hey, yeah. okay. I love does it. Does it include a pedicure? I think my kink is getting things out of other people's kinks. I think that's what my kink is
2: nice that's totally (laughs) i love it i love it thank you so much cody this is so fun thank you steve love you boo love you all right bye you guys good night everybody thanks for listening to tags live tags live is recorded live every wednesday evening from 9 to 10 eastern standard time on the get vocal application, please join us live if you can. It's getvocal dot com forward slash channel forward slash tags live. Cody and I host it with a virtual audience, and you can participate in the live conversation. Ask questions, weigh in on hot gay sex topics. We look forward to seeing you this Wednesday. Otherwise, this show gets packaged every Monday morning. Thank you so much. Be well, wear your mask, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fence's free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing if you get a single